We're back. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting yelled at here by several people, Dan and Link. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, give a guy a break, will you? I did nothing wrong. Um, so we have someone uh, that to me is, and I remember many, many years ago going to watch, uh, you know, uh, this next guest uh, in Macomb County. They offered him nothing in a bed mail case. And I went to watch his closing argument, and uh, it hit for ungodly numbers. Well, Ven and I have uh, shared cases, uh, continue to share cases, work on cases together. I consider him one of the best in the country um, at trying a case, and always the proof's in the pudding. Ven, how are you, my friend? How you doing, Dr. Flood? I'm good, baby. I'm good. So we have Edison Sweggles here. She's a, a a fan of yours too. I tell I talk about you all the time. Say hi, Ed. Hi, hi Edison. How are you? Good. So, you had a case in front of Judge Snow, the Honorable Judge Snow in Wayne County Circuit Court. I sent everybody over to just watch, learn, see, get a feel for you know the the Coliseum, if you will, where the gladiators go, where fighters go. And you, uh, you, you you did it. You knocked it out of the park with the twenty million dollar verdict. Tell tell us about first and foremost uh, when you when you pick up a case and you see a case like you know that. What what where do you begin? What goes through your mind? Um, and and pick it up from the segue of like getting ready for the trial. Well, Todd, as you know, because you and I talk about this all the time. Um, People tend to focus, especially the media, and I'll call it lay people, tend to focus on the dollar and, and the dollar figure. And yes, $20 million is a substantial award, and we're very blessed, and we greatly appreciate our wonderful Wayne County jury that, that uh, eight out of eight, Todd. Wow. Eight out of eight, unanimous, in actually less than 45 minutes, uh, came up with that for a lot of good reasons that I'm happy to share later if you yeah, really sure. want some. Yeah. Good sleeping material to fall asleep on <laughs> later. But in any event, um, the the focus is you never want to be one of my good cases, right? You never want to be one of my clients on a really good right. case. And everyone goes, wait a minute, then you're, you advertise and you want people. Of course I do. But it means someone was killed. It means someone was catastrophically injured. And in this particular uh, situation, Todd, my clients had three spinal surgeries. Mm. And for what? He was snow blowing his driveway, Todd. Mm. He was snow blowing his driveway when this dude coming down the street uh, lost control, went across the oncoming lane of traffic. Thank God there was no one there at the time. There was a, 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 an eyewitness who stopped because he saw it and knew that he would have been killed. And then it went onto my client's driveway, struck him knocked him literally into his snowblower, which now is just this bent piece of pretzel metal. Wow. He is He's lucky to be alive. Hood. I, well, I, I, I have a problem with that saying, Todd, right? Yeah. In the sense that uh, he doesn't feel very lucky, but yeah, yes, right. it, it, it beats death to him yeah. and his family, of course. But sure. he's now the one suffering every single day, all day, and the testimony said exactly that. Up on the hood, Todd, mm. smashed his head on the windshield, threw him five, six feet away, landed face down on the on the pavement in the snow, mm. right? Yeah. He was motionless for over a minute, according to two different eyewitnesses. 
And this insurance company, West Bend Insurance Company, uh, takes this to trial against me, Todd, in Wayne County Circuit Court. I don't know if they were sleeping at the switch, didn't know what was going on, but it it kills me to hear insurance companies um, that don't have reality uh, in in cases like that and don't understand the victim and and, and even their own clients. I got to believe their own client wanted to settle this case. Well, here's what we know for sure. Uh, there, there was an in-house corporation counsel, meaning a, 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 someone that was hired by the company. Yeah. To because they only had six million dollars of insurance coverage, Todd. Right. And and I wrote them three letters. And Todd Flood, you know, I don't hmm. write letters. Letters are not my thing. Yeah. And and the the third letter Todd lawyers. was a five. The five. The third letter Todd was five pages. And Todd, you don't. You never even thought I could even like dictate that long, and, and you'd be right in most cases, brother. But in this case, I set forth the testimony. I set forth – we had all of my clients treating doctors that came into court and testified live because they love my client and believe in him. Right. And they all came in. Nine days of trial time. Nine days and eight and a half were me and my witnesses. And this insurance company, West Bend – Never showed up a single second in court. I've never seen anything like that in 38 years of practice. Ten Man. years, by the way, as a defense attorney where I represented insurance companies and, and defendants. It's unconscionable so, to me because, you know, here's a company or from whomever was the defendant. The insurance uh, is supposed to cover that person, and they make them go through that, make you go through that. It triggers all sorts of stuff with your client. Needless to say, in his family, right. and and the right. sad part about it is, it's it's such bad faith. I mean, you and I own law firms. We hire yes, insurance sir. companies to cover us, right? Yes, we do. We are the client, and and we pay them money. We pay them and money. Expect them to defend us. Ex- exactly, yes, exactly. So, to to see, you know, that that had to go on, and you had to be in that position. One, shame on the uh, insurance company, but. You know, you you are, as uh, I have said many, many times, a master skill person at your craft in a courtroom, uh, second to none. So I want to I want to switch gears for a moment. You you and and I'm catching you off guard, but uh, you're one of the fastest on your feet anyway. So you watched uh, at least I hear that in your tennis game. So you watched. Uh, <laughs> no one's ever called me fast in the tennis court or a basketball court, but well, you don't want to see me go. It's it's two feet, and that's it. So um, you watched the Crumbly trial. You talked about the Crumbly trial. Um, right, right. You and I, have, you know, have vested thanks in the civil side. But let's forget about that right. for a moment. Let's okay. the the fact of the matter is. The fact of the matter is, and, and I look at this case, it could have been prevented on so many different levels uh, from, you know, a, counsel, a, a person that, that knew he had issues in the school. But let's, let's get by that for a second. What did you see and what did you think um, when, you, when you saw this trial? Well, Todd, as you uh, know, I've been in this case now for literally two, not quite a half years, but uh, from the very beginning, um, I sat through the preliminary examination in the in the criminal district court when both Crumleys, 
insisted on moving forward at the same time with the same law firm representing him back in that day. They were, uh, I listened to all the testimony. I saw all the exhibits that, that they showed in court at least. Uh, and I thought at the time it was overwhelming evidence and that's just preliminary exam. And you could speak to that a lot better than me since I'm not the criminal expert you are. And then in, to watch this trial and learn a little bit more, not a whole lot more in terms of the intricate details and so forth. But this was overwhelming, Todd. And it's really funny because uh, Mal and I, uh, as you know, my beautiful wife, we were just discussing this not even 15 minutes ago. And this this kid, this the shooter, was doing anything and everything in terms of acting out yeah. for anyone to pay attention. Right. And I mean school. I mean, of course, his parents, plural. I mean, this kid was doing everything to try to advertise somebody pay attention to me and stop me. And systematically, mom and dad failed him, the school district and the various people, but especially, I would say, on the 29th as well, the day before the shooting, they yep. failed him. They failed him from the first day of school when he drew another picture with a, with a handgun that one of his teachers knew about and and apparently never looked at the homework assignment, so she said in her civil deposition, and therefore never said it to anybody until, Todd, Monday the 29th. Right. And we know who she sent it to. Right. She sent it to Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I yeah, that that to me is, it's just unconscionable and, and is so disturbing. We got to take a quick break, but I got, I have more for you. And I, I can you hang on with this for, for a minute or two so we can God close bless. up with you? Absolutely, I will. You're the man. We'll be right back with Behind the Bench and Flood Law. We're back. Addison Swiggles, Todd Flood, Behind the Bench from Flood Law. I got to tell you, I'm uh, with Ven Johnson. Ven is, um, as I've said many times, one of the best trial lawyers in our country, one of the best at um, uh, doing his craft and knowing how to communicate in front of a jury and understanding the the ins and outs. Um, and we're talking about Crumbly. It, it was a national case. And, I, and I'm on the same page with you, Ven. I, I think what people have to realize, it's not novel to charge uh, uh, parents when they leave a gun out and another oh child God. shoots another child. Did, but at the end of the I day... Can I interrupt? Yeah, Ven, bring it. Didn't didn't that just drive you crazy? Yeah, that's what was driving that, me like, crazy. This has never been done. Now, what's never been done is a mass shooting. I get that. Yeah, right. But we've, we've had two court of appeals decisions, don't we, Todd? In yeah. The criminal law. Yeah. And 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 so I I just didn't understand why we were making such a big deal. And it wasn't that Jennifer Crumley was being charged simply because the shooter shot. That's not what it was all about at all. It was about all the other stuff that she didn't do that a mother, a reasonably prudent mother, would do, and she didn't do. And right. not only did she not do it, but she didn't do it for so long and in so many different respects that, that clearly, right, a jury of her peers, 12 out of 12 people agreed and said guilty. That's, that's astonishing to me. Yeah, well, it was astonishing to me that people had just – I think even the national press, and I listened to this uh, reporter from the New York Times who I, I respect, but I, I, I couldn't get over the fact that she was trying to make this, this novel concept of parents being derelict in their job and that the fact that they leave a gun out or 
a kid that's spiraling out of control has access to a gun. And, right. and the fact of the matter is, um, yeah, no, that is called gross negligence. Right. Uh, you, right. you put a deadly weapon in that shooter's hands. What do you think is going to happen? He's going to have a tea exactly. party? And, it's not even and, close. And, and to, put, to make this real clear, to make sure everyone knows what we're talking about, Todd, uh, and again, you're the criminal expert. I'm not. But I know that there were at least two Michigan Court of Appeals appellate decisions affirming or otherwise upholding someone who was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter for leaving a gun access. And the more the, the sad reality of what we see on TV or in our news and so forth is where one little baby picks up a loaded gun uh, on the on the nightstand and shoots him or herself right. or right. somebody else in the house. Right. And we've had two parents or two adults that were charged with that. And the Court of Appeals said, no, if, if the jury says that that's gross negligence, yeah, that's gross negligence. So, again, that's what this was to me, and not just simply because the shooter shot somebody. They gave him the – not only did they give him the weapon, Todd, they bought the gun for him and right. called it his Christmas present, for right. Christ's sake. Right, right. You know, bought it on Black Friday, and, yeah, it was his Christmas gift to a, a, a kid that was disturbed. I thought Karen McDonald did the right thing, and I applaud her for – her office doing the right thing. You know, you, you speak Mark of uh, two cases. Uh, the, you know, there was a, a case, Sayers case, uh, the last name Sayers, people v. Sayers in the state of Michigan, where mother was uh, found guilty of involuntary manslaughter for uh, being forewarned, before, uh, forewarned about her, her child being a, a pyro, lighting things on fire. Um, CPS came to the house. Other people came to the house and said, hey, listen, you got to keep all these things out of the hands of your child. She falls asleep. She puts the matches up on top of the refrigerator. The kid gets the, up on top of the counter, grabs the matches, lights the curtain on uh, fire inside the apartment. A baby died downstairs. What happened? Mom was charged with involuntary manslaughter and uh, found guilty because she did not heed the warnings of everybody. So what do you know? When did you know it? And what you do about it, right? So here, right. what did Crumbly know? When did they know it? It's just right. a sad state of affairs. So. And then, of course, then they spin it like, oh, my God, everyone, anytime any kid, but anyone's kid does something now, they're going to be charged. It's like, that's not what this is that's about at all. That's not what it's not about. No, no. So I, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Um, we, you. You are insanely busy. I'm insanely busy. We're in court constantly. Uh, I start a trial in the beginning of March, and I don't end with trials until the sometime in June. Um, what is it in the civil realm right now that uh, you you got going that's caught your eye and you're getting ready and prepared to go at? Well, we have, I was just going over trial schedules today. We have two trials coming up uh, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, Todd, same day in two different courtrooms. So those those things we call those conflicts. They'll, they'll they always work themselves out one way or another. Uh, one is a very large uh, automobile case out in Macomb. Another one is a uh, incredibly large, horrible, tragic uh, um, uh, bacterial meningitis case against uh, uh, Corwell, so William Beaumont Hospital up in Lapeer. So both of those are scheduled to go, and 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 after that, we've got two or three more uh, of some really huge stuff. And and so yeah, this is a busy time. Uh, I do think, believe it or not, Todd, I think we're still seeing kind of the, the rebound from COVID, the backup a little bit. And uh, and let me just throw this out there for anyone who cares. I am so done with our courthouses being empty. And ladies oh, and gentlemen, uh, I, I don't think most people will be surprised. 
uh, you know, I've had COVID twice now, and I'm so lucky that I can afford health care, so thank you. Uh, but let's get going, Todd. Our profession yeah. is behind. We're letting people make excuses. People are doing depositions all the time on Zoom. People are doing all their motions on Zoom. And I all due respect, I'm not calling any judge out or anything, but it's too much. And we need to get back in our courthouses where we belong. It's Amen to that. Courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. People's courthouse. Let's get going. Well, I just had Patricia uh, Frazard on. I love her, and I oh, know she's, she's working. Yeah, Frizzard. no, she's she she. Uh, I was a prosecutor for her. Uh, had some cases in front of her, and as a prosecutor, and then uh, some of my, some big civil cases we've had uh, in front of her, and she's always been right. great. And she moves the ball. She doesn't screw yeah, around. She, does. she she's a working hey, judge. Way, and Judge Frazard did an amazing job. Right, she was involved in in the administrative. Uh, uh, oversight and the headaches of COVID, and so again, I'm not I'm not blaming anybody, but as a profession, uh, we represent people, Todd. I, and that's what I know I love the most about you. Uh, every case, you love the people, you love our clients. That's exactly right. what our job is. And my my clients, I don't know about yours, but I know you agree with me. They deserve their day in court, not on Zoom, in court. So let's get going back to court. Let's stop making excuses and let's all go. And that's lawyers. And, you know, witnesses, everybody, let's get going. It's so and much more efficient and effective, too, okay. as being There's a lawyer. No and, ha- you know, I mean, you have to be able to grab the person by the tie. You have to be there in front of them. So uh, well, to me, I wouldn't recommend grabbing another lawyer. By ah, the well, I don't do that. But you know what I mean? <laughs> At the end of the day, it's best when we're yes, together in front because the, the, the results are more just and true and- as opposed to the zoom gig and i'm telling you right now we're also getting more motions that never have oral argument at all todd right now I, more why, than yeah. ever in my career and since when have we are are we waiving our ability to make our uh, appellate record orally and i've ne- it, you it, know what that's happened it, to me now twice them. uh in civil yep. cases and i'm thinking to myself uh that's like not even close to being you know fair and just uh for your client uh so anyway right. uh, that's that's something my man i love you bro we're we're coming love up on the on the time i wanted to give you the last uh, 30 seconds here um talk to me uh about what it means to have jury duty and what your jurors walked away uh with in that in the le- next 30 seconds I, I, I thank my jury. I told them that in 38 years of just having the, just incredible luxury and, and privilege and honor of being a lawyer, a trial lawyer, that every single jury, not every single juror, but every single jury that I've ever spoken with, which is all of them, afterwards end up thanking uh, us and them and each other for their service. It, that you can't do a more important thing for a democracy. And I won't go into my Alexis de Tocqueville uh, speech, Todd. We'll do that another day. But one of the great uh, writers of, uh, of the American jury system, right, wasn't even from America. It is the best system that there is. And juries are what it's all about. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for serving on our juries. You are the man, Van, and uh, I love you, you like a brother. Thanks so much. We'll be back time. with Behind the Bench. And thank you for listening in to the uh, 
to the comeback of Behind the Bench. Uh, we'll be back uh, right after, I don't know, a few days rest. So I think it's Friday we come back. God bless everybody.